Welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard. And on today's episode, we have a mini episode for you, short and sweet. And we're talking about how to bring magic into the mundane. So if there's an area of your life where you just feel like, kind of blah about, it's, it's boring to you, or there's not a lot of energy there, but these are some things that you know that you need to be doing, how can we bring magic into that? How can we shift the energy up in that area? We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about what you are doing and how you are showing up in the waiting period while you're waiting for a certain goal of yours or a dream to come into fruition. How are you showing up in the waiting period? The reason this is so important is because over and over, I've been learning that the energy you put into something really impacts the results of that thing. I I think about it as like, you know how if you've ever had some food that was just so delicious, you know that so much love and care went into making that food our passion went into making that food. I can think about some of the meals that I've had where I was like, that was so good. And then I ended up meeting the cook. And let's say, I, I just picture one right now. It was like this uh, Italian restaurant, a little mom and pop shop. And the person came out, this older lady that had made the meals. And she was so proud of the meals that she was making. You could tell she just had so much passion around her cooking. And she just lit up when she talked about it. And I was like, no wonder the food was so delicious because of the energy that she brought into it. And I've noticed in my life when I'm doing something and I just am like getting really frustrated about doing the thing and I'm just trying to force it, check the box, move on with my life. It just seems like the results around that thing doesn't end up being that great. And I really believe it's because the energy that I put into it. So how can we shift our energy up when we are working on things? If we know that there is a relationship between what we're putting into it energy-wise and what we get out of it, then what do we do? So that's what I want to talk about, how we can be more intentional with the energy we're putting into something. So an example would be like this morning, I was thinking about my workout and I felt like that area of my life, um, doing my workouts, I just haven't felt as motivated lately to do them. They're just kind of like to me, you know, and that means that I need to shift the energy around it. So I was thinking about that and I thought about when you, anytime you do something new and different that releases dopamine for you. So I thought, well, what about picking a different workout to do? And every day I pick a different type of workout versus following my traditional plan. I just pick something on YouTube and I do that one. And what if I listen to something new while I'm doing that workout each day? So that's what I'm going to do this morning. And I feel like that will just bring the energy up. Now, when I think about doing just stuff that I don't care to do that some of us don't care to do is like administrative task or calling about fixing a bill or something like that. Those are stuff that I just find so annoying. Anyways, how can I bring joy to those situations? 
Because again, we are called to rejoice. What that means is to bring joy to. It doesn't mean that you're happy in the, the worst of situations. No, it means you are the person that brings the joy. You are the light in those situations. So I think about even when I'm calling to fix a bill or something, and, it's, and I know it's going to take a lot of my time because you know how it is. And sometimes, can you relate to this, where they pass you from the next person to the next person to the next person, and you have to re-explain the story and the issue over and over to multiple people. Oh, that gets me. But it's a, it's a really good opportunity for me to really practice showing up with kindness and grace because I know that that other person on the other line, it's not their fault why something happened. And I can show up from a place of love. And what if I can be a light to them? What if I call them by their name? You know, they say their name, I call them by their name. And I'm the person that surprises them. That instead of yelling on the phone, I speak kindly. And I show up from a place of love. That's the kind of energy that I want to put into things. Because I find that when I do that, I actually create really amazing results. And they actually want to help me more. But I always got to remind myself to show up that way because it's not often my first reaction. You know, like if something is boring to me, my first reaction is to kind of avoid it versus thinking about like, how can I bring joy to this situation? How can I be a light in this situation? And I'm sharing this with you because these are messages that I felt like I needed to hear. Okay. So another way of looking at this, just for a visual, is thinking about whatever is happening in your life, like how can you add the sprinkles to it? How can you add the whipped cream and the cherry on the sundae? Like what what would those things be? How can you take it to the next level? I Sprinkles, I feel like, is a good example um, because a lot of people think it just takes whatever, let's say ice cream or whatever, or cupcake, it just takes it to the next level. It's not my favorite example because I got to be real. I do not like sprinkles. I don't. I have a weird thing around food coloring. Like if it's like weird colors, random colors, like rainbow colors, like I can do vanilla and chocolate, but I don't know what it is. Somehow my brain got, I don't know. There's like this weird wiring around like the food coloring thing. So it is kind of fun though, because it does end up bringing me joy sprinkles because I had my nephew, he's four, call me the other day and he's told me he had a surprise for me. And it was sprinkles that he was putting on a cake. And he thinks it's so funny that I do not like them because I will like cringe. And over the years, I've had friends like send me pictures of like someone eating an ice cream cone with sprinkles all over it just to like mess with me. So it actually brings me joy. Fun fact. So anyways, uh, my whole point was I was talking to my husband the other day about this and I don't remember what he did, but he did something. And I told him, I was like, that is just like, it's like you're the, the cherry on my Sunday. Like that just made my day that you did that. And highlighting that in him. Uh, when I spoke at my event, the Intentional Life Retreat, one of the main messages I talked about was being a highlighter in this world that's filled with red ink pens. Like how can you show up and highlight the goodness in other people? And I I was just thinking about how good that feels too in my life when someone does that to me. So I feel like that is a great way to shift your own energy. It truly is because you benefit from doing that, from highlighting the goodness in others. You're going to hear me talk about this more because I know I have some podcast episodes coming up where I give you some more examples on this. But anyways, like the other day, I was the beneficiary of the highlighting 
and because I was journaling in the morning and my husband said to me, don't ever stop journaling because I love that you do that. I love that you take the time to to intentionally write out what it is that you are grateful for because he saw me writing that in the morning before I ended up leaving for work. And that made me feel really good. So like this morning when I woke up and it's easy to like put off those kinds of practices especially when you have a full busy day, you know, and not prioritize it. But I thought about him highlighting that in me. And I was like, yeah, like I want to do more of that. And I've noticed that when we want a behavior to change in someone, a lot of times we can show up from a very critical place. And we can say like, don't do this, don't do that. But the research has shown that people are more likely to do something when you positively acknowledge that behavior that they're doing. Like when they do something good and you're like, I love that you did this. They want more of of that feeling of you and then of you saying that to them and how it feels good to be acknowledged and recognized. So acknowledging the good behavior versus criticizing the bad behavior and talking more about what it is you want versus what it is you don't want. Like stop right now and think about that. In your life, Are you giving more energy to the things you desire? Are you giving energy to the things you do not want? An example of this is where, let's say you're talking to someone else about, you know, something happening in your life that you don't really like. And let's say you're complaining about it and you're going on and on about it. That is you giving energy to the things you don't want. And I'm not saying that you can't openly share how you feel But what I'm saying is to do it in a very intentional way. Like sometimes, you know, with my friends, we'll say, okay, for five minutes, set the timer, five minutes, I'm going to dish out how I'm feeling about this thing. And it's kind of like you're, you know, you feel like, you know, there's a lot of negative energy there and you're just like complaining, getting it all out. And you're like, because I feel like sometimes you need to like, like get it out. But it's very it's done very intentionally. And then you're like, then after that, I'm going to I'm going to move on because I want to find a solution to this. So that's an example of doing it very intentionally. And then you're shifting and you're giving your energy to the solution and you're spending more time there. So that is the thing I want you to be thinking about. If there's someone in your life that right now that is doing things you don't like, could be someone you really love that's really close to you. What if you switch the, your approach to that? Instead of, from, instead of showing up from a place of criticism, what if you showed up from a place of love? What if you acknowledge the goodness? What if, what if you said you want more of X thing because that feels so good and you love when they do show up that way, right? That will change everything because it changes the energy that you're putting into it. And then with that kind of energy, you create different results. Like I said in my last talk on the stage, When you communicate from a place of love, you create results you love. And a lot of the work that I'm doing with my clients when they're having difficult conversations, because that's almost a part of every client I work with, that's almost a part of every one of their their journey when they want to make a significant switch. You feel like you got to talk to someone about it. You feel like you might disappoint them. Well, the energy you bring into that conversation based on your word choice, based on how you're thinking, how you've prepared that's going to change the results. If you can show up from the higher energetic place, it's received so much differently than you showing up from a lower state. This is us being intentional about the way that we're showing up, the way that we are communicating, the energy that we're putting out. 
And you know when you're coming from the lower places based on how it feels. And I'm not trying to shame anyone for going to those places. That's not what it's about. We're humans. We do that. And like I always say, it's not a problem that you go there. It's a problem when you stay there and when you're continuously generating that kind of energy. And this stuff that I'm talking about, it takes a lot of work. It takes consistently doing the work. You know, when you look at people that you really admire and you feel like they just are able to show up well in all kinds of situations, it didn't just happen. They did a lot of training around that. You know, they have practices that help them. So I'm curious too for you, what are those practices that help you stay in those higher energetic states? What are those? Yesterday, I had an interview. It's going to be being released soon on the show. It's with a man named Moshu Gersh, and uh, he has a TEDx talk that is phenomenal about the two conditions of unconditional happiness. And oh, it was such a great conversation. I can't wait for you to hear, but we have a few other podcasts um, to release before then. But I was asking him about getting into this state of flow or that higher energetic state. And how do you, how do you get there? Like, how do you, like, what is, what do you, what is he, I said, what do you recommend that we do on a daily basis to help us get into those states? Because, you know, we shift down and sometimes we can let that take over our whole day at that lower energy and just like go down this whole spiral So like, what are you doing to help keep you higher? Because I know that you're being intentional about it. And he was like, yeah, like everyone is that that you see that is a real light in the world that you feel like handles situations very well. They're really intentional about their energy and they do the work to get to that state. So some of the advice that he gave, and you're going to hear some of this on on the next podcast, but I feel like I just want to touch on a little bit of it right now. He talked about cultivating presence and how when you are in a state of true presence, that is of the higher energy. It's not the it's not where you're reacting to life. It's like when you're most connected to God kind of thing. And if you feel so much peace in that space, but so many of us are just letting like all the things outside of us get us all riled up, affect how we're feeling because we're not fully present in the moment and connected. So he talks about cultivating that presence. So your first hour of the day to get your energy up and feeling good and then everything can flow from there. So this is why this is where I think about our morning routines and how it's so important that we have those moments in the morning where we are sitting there and we are just present. You know, and it could it could look different for a lot of people. It could be like where you go for a walk or a jog or just spend a little more time in the shower or you sit there and you and you journal and you really listen to see what how God is speaking to you, whatever it is. But it's these moments where you're really present and you're not rushing. Can you create that first thing in the day? And and, and you can also repeat this. Like, let's say you're starting to feel stressed throughout the day. Then you're like, OK, I need to go back to being present, to being here to being here where my feet are versus in my head and worrying about what's coming next or what was in the past and what happened. That's what I'm talking about. You can create those moments throughout the day, but in the morning, you can get your energy right first thing. So those are that's one of the examples that he gave. And he also talked about throughout the day, just taking breaks to be reminded of the kind of perspective that you want to believe. Because you got to keep training your brain to believe a certain way. 
So like you're doing here right now, listening to the show, this is an example of you training your brain to think a certain way. And this is why some people message me and they say that this podcast has really changed their life because it's starting to get you to think in a different way. And then you're starting to become the kind of person that thinks that way. It becomes more automatic. So an example is like sometimes when I feel stressed out during the day or overwhelmed, it's so helpful for me to just step away from what I'm doing and I'll listen to some positive message or a bit of a podcast that has a a perspective that I want to believe and I just hear that and it just reminds me. I was like, yeah, you know, and I need that reminder sometimes and that can be the thing that shifts me out of feeling down. So lean into that. Lean into other people that you know have the perspective that you want to have and tap into listening to them. And it could just be five minutes. Let's say you're really stressed out about something at work. Step away. Go listen to a positive message as you walk around. And that's going to help shift you. And that can bring you back up so you don't get brought down with the crap that is showing up. Because y'all know it's so easy to get brought down when someone else shows up and they show up with a lot of negative energy. And it's like you can go right down with them. They start showing up from a place of hate. You can start showing up the same way. They start criticizing you. You're criticizing back. And you're generating more of that energy. We see this a lot in in relationships. But you don't have to be that way. Like you can be intentional about the energy that you're generating. But you got to do the things that create those shifts for you. And you got to stop and be like, whoa, wait, I don't want to show up that way. And you got to see it first. And then you got to decide that you want to be different. And then you do the thing that helps you do the shift. But a lot of people, you know, it's not like they would choose to show up that way. I really don't believe people would choose. I mean, there's some people that are straight up evil. Let's be real. But like generally speaking, I don't feel like people want like to choose if they had a choice to go down to the low levels and stay there and just live their life feeling miserable and feeling like they're at the effect of life and feeling like they're a victim, all that stuff. I don't think so. I don't think you would choose that consciously. But we fall into those those thoughts and you don't know how to get out of them. But the cool thing is, is that you listen to the show and you know tools and strategies that you can use to help you feel better. Like one of the things that often makes me feel better when I, let's say I'm feeling really lonely because I remember sometimes that my husband was traveling for some work stuff and I was like, oh, I really miss him and I would just feel lonely. I would go back and watch videos of us traveling or our wedding clips and, you know, time with our nieces and nephews and laughing and then them putting makeup on my husband on his face. He always is like so good about letting them do that kind of stuff. Like when he had really long hair and he had his man bun days, he would let my niece braid her his hair. And he, these pictures were awful. He was like, please do not let these get out to the public um, because it looked a little creepy. <laughs> Anyways, she put lipstick all over his face and like braid his hair. And I would I still have these videos and I will go back and watch them and I will laugh. So even things like that, if you have things in your phone that you know make you laugh or bring you joy, pull them out. When you're feeling low, pull them out intentionally. Watch them and watch how you shift and how that changes how you feel. This reminds me of, shout out to my friend Alexandria, who has this album in her phone where if anyone ever sends her a really positive message or just sends her love, she will screenshot that message and save it into this album. So then she'll go look at that album and she'll remind herself of who she is and the goodness in her when she feels like crap. And I feel like we all need to have some method where we do that, where we track something, you know, of 
something good that people have said about us where we, we have a space where we can go and review that. Or even like your, I think about this too, like your gratitude journal. But I think about even taking it to the next level, like noticing all the things that have came to be that maybe you didn't think would come to be. And just reminding yourself of that when you're starting to be in those positions where you're doubting. You need to be reminded because it's too easy to forget. Too easy. I still remember that day that I went and I listened to the sermon and it was all about that. It was like, make sure you have things that are reminding you of how God has worked in your life in the past and the miracles. Because there's so many miracles, you know it, that have come to be. But the thing is, is are you acknowledging that? Are you remembering that when stuff gets hard? So find a way so that it's easy for you to remember that. I want to create that album in my phone like Alexandria because I find that I think that would be really helpful to me. And I want to create like a miracle book where I keep track of all these stories of, you know, how things have come to be where that were out of the ordinary, you know, to remind myself when things get hard, when I feel like there is no way, well, don't forget what has happened before, before in your life, you know, and how God has moved. This reminds me too, I have a couple more tips for you, but this reminds me of this past weekend, my husband and I went to check out a new state park and uh we stayed at this like lodge at the state park it was so homey and cool i really loved it It it's like old school and just it had like these little framed butterflies in the hallway and i just really loved the cozy vibes and it was all surrounded by woods and everything anyways we didn't end up getting there until really late and i really wanted to go hiking before we ended the day because I had been sitting in the car for quite a while because my husband had a doctor's appointment and yeah, I was in the car just for a while. So I was like, oh, I don't want to move around. And my husband was talking to me and he was deep in conversation. So he kept on missing the turns on the highway. And I was getting so annoyed because I was like, listen to the DVS because it was like moments where, you know how sometimes you miss a turn, but you, you can't turn around for like five miles. And it's not easy, you know, to turn around. So it was like situations like that kept on happening. So it just kept on taking the time longer and longer. And I was just like, just pay attention. So and then I I sat there and I was like, this is happening for you. And I told myself that, And you know, that's one of my favorite mantras. Everything is happening for you. And I was like, how? Like, how is this going to happen for us? But we're going to go we're going to go hiking in the dark because I really don't want to go hiking in the dark. Like with just my husband and I, we don't even have flashlights with us or anything. So I was like starting the chatter, like talking back to that higher voice that was like, this is happening for you. So we end up getting to the lodge and I see this sign and it said nighttime hike. And it was a Halloween type theme. And uh, there was a group of people meeting to do a nighttime hike together and share stories about the history of the park and just like fun little creepy stories kind of thing. And um, it was happening in like an hour. So it was so awesome because we got there and we ended up having enough time to chat, chit chat with the front desk person about tornadoes and things. And then we ended up going back to the room and we chilled for a little bit. And then we got our hiking boots on and we met the group outside and we did this really fun hike in the woods as they told different stories. Um, and it was, and we had these, they actually gave us little flashlights with the red lights and it was just so much fun. And I was like, there is an example of how I felt like it happened for us because we got to do this nighttime hike. And that's, that was another little reminder for me 
is that there's so many moments in my life where I'm like, there's no way, there's no way that this is going to turn out to, to be anything good because this just sucks. And then I'm, I see goodness that comes out of it. But what happens is I look for the goodness. You know, I might have a lot of that negative chatter, but I'm able to shift out of it. And then I start looking for the goodness. And because I'm looking, I see it. And Moshi was going to talk about that in that episode that, I, that is coming up with him as a guest. Because he is, I feel like, so wise when it comes to really cultivating joy in your life. And he has just amazing quotes. I can't wait for you to hear it. Okay, I'm looking at my notes real quick to see if there's any other points I wanted to make. We talked about the Proof of Miracles book. And then um, taking moments to meditate during the day. And I'm going to be real real with y'all. I am not the best meditator. I'm not. So I, I want to work on that area. And I was reminded that meditation can look very different for everyone. It's this time where you are being present. So it could look like for you going for the walk. It could look like going for the jog. It could look like sitting still and listening to what's coming up. So I thought about times during the day where I can build in moments for my little meditation or for my walk. And really being intentional about that because I can be the person that can be so consumed in my work. Like I'll be like, dang, I haven't moved away from my desk at all. And But I notice when I take the moments to step away and either sit there, take some deep breaths or go for a little mini walk, even if it's like three minutes and I just step down and I go have like a circle kind of area, circle drive area, like just going back and forth. That is just an instant recharge for my energy. So that's another thing to think about. All right. I said this was a mini episode, didn't I? Well, I kind of lied about that. Sorry. Um, not all lies are bad, you know, <laughs> when it's when it's in, when the intention is good. I feel like it's different. All right. Anyways, um, I want to leave you with this last quote. And it's this. The universe or God, whatever feels good to you to say will always reward small steps in the right direction. Will always reward small steps in the right direction. So anything that you're doing, like these little small steps for you to show up from a, from a place of love, from a place of service, from a place of faith and trusting, any of that is going to be rewarded. Because remember, it's about the energy that you're putting into something. And there may be a waiting period for you to have the results that you want. In fact, I forgot one story that I was going to tell you. So before you go, I was journaling this morning uh, about, it was like a devotional type of journal that I, I tend to do in my journal in the morning. And it was about David in the Bible. And David was 17 when he was anointed that he was going to be king, when he was told, like, you are going to be king. But he wasn't a king until 13 years later. And a lot of crap happened to him in between that and the 13 years. And the whole point of the story was that when God gives you a promise, there will always be a waiting period. There will always be a waiting period. So some of you listening, all of you, I bet, have this tug on your heart and you feel like you're meant for more. And maybe you've been given a promise. Like God is telling you that. Like, and you, and you know that you are. But maybe you haven't seen it come to be yet. 
And maybe this is the waiting period that you are in. So my point here is that how are you showing up in the waiting period with your energy? Through the crappy stuff, through the mundane stuff, how are you showing up? Because think about this as like a proving season. Like God is looking and being like, how are you going to show up through this? Right? Are you coming from that low energy place where you're going to get bitter, where you're going to give up, where you're going to complain, where you're going to slack off and you're actually not going to do your best work? Like, how are you going to show up through this? Or are you going to show up from that higher energy that we're of faith, of believing that this is also happening for you in some way because you know that God is for you and that you can be used in this period, that you can be the light, that you can be the blessing, that you can bring joy to the thing that you're doing, even if it sucks. Like you can find a way because you're creative like that. So thinking about coming from that place more, and that allows you to experience the fullness that God has for you. But it's all about what you're putting into it while you're waiting, while the crap is happening. What kind of energy are you showing up for, with? And are you looking for the opportunities? Are you looking for the miracles in that stuff? Or are you shifting your focus to the, the negative things in it? And then, so think about that. Really, like, I have this practice of where I try to see God in everything. And I, I like, I'm, I'm like looking for examples of him showing up in those things. I'm looking for the miracles. And that really shifts me up. Okay, so we talked about some different strategies that you can use. We talked about cultivating presence in the first hour. We talked about taking some breaks to listen to things that inspire you to remind you of that perspective or picking set times during the day that you are doing that to keep your perspective up, to keep your energy up, your belief up. We talked about a proof of miracles book or keeping an album or some some kind of journal that has all compliments people has, have given you or things you're grateful for. And then we talked about watching like fun, cute videos that you might have in your phone when you are feeling down in any way. And again, I'll leave you with my last quote. God always rewards small steps in the right direction. So whatever energy you're putting into something is what you're going to get out of it. So what kind of energy do you choose to put into the thing? All right. Have an awesome day and I'll be back soon with another episode. I will talk to you soon, my friend. Enjoy. Bye.